Welcome back to You Made It, the podcast all about making, creating, and entertaining. I'm your host, Krista Campbell, founder of Pink Pony Creative, a brand and graphic design studio in Auckland, New Zealand. Hello, guys. Welcome back to You Made It. So it's been a while since I recorded an episode because in New Zealand, we actually had our summer break. So I decided to have a lovely long break and not worry too much about work, which was quite nice, actually. And I thought I'd come back into the year feeling really motivated and excited to get back into work. And I was excited. But the motivation was somewhat lacking, so it was quite hard for me to get back into it. But I got there in the end, and we're feeling good now. You know, it's interesting with these podcasts, you kind of think it's going to be a bit of an easy run, you know, you just buy your mic, you do your setup, you're good to go. Uh, But the hard part about it has been the interviews. I don't know if it's because I'm from New Zealand and where I live, the internet maybe isn't as strong, or maybe it's my Wi-Fi connection at home, Uh, but I've been struggling with the interviews, the connection always a lot like loses and then it's really hard to get back I tried for with video and that was a real difficulty a right pain in the ass um, so trialing a few different things to try and make the interviews work has been hard and we're getting there but we're still yet to perfect it um, so be with me on some average audio so on today's episode I thought I would do something a little bit fun Um, and ever since I've started my business, Pink Pony Creative, um, in the last like two years, I've almost had it for three years, which blows my mind now, but in the last two years since um, my social media side has done well and, you know, kind of been growing, I've been getting more and more university students coming to me asking if they can interview me. Um, They tend to do these projects where they've got to interview an expert in their field, someone they look up to, Um, so it's always very it's just lovely that these students come to me um, for with these questions because they want to know the answer and they want my experience, which is amazing. So I thought I would bundle these questions up because a lot of them are typically around the same sort of things and they ask the same questions. That I bundled them up and create a little podcast with the questions in them. So it's going to be a mix of things, um, my journey, graphic design, um, even being a woman in the industry. So hopefully you will get something out of this and enjoy it, especially if you're a university student. I feel like there'll be some key things you can take away here. I'm also just going to freeball the questions. So I'm just going to read the question out and just answer from my heart, deep down inside, to give you the real juicy goss. <laughs> All right, number one, how did you begin the path to your career? Uh, so when I was at school, I think I would have been about 14 or 15, um, I had the chance to take graphic design as a class at school, and I just loved it. I loved everything about it. I was good at it. I mean, at that age, you're not going to be like a professional. You're not going to be an expert. But I felt like I was good at it. And um, I definitely shone in the area. Um, I was always a creative person. So once I took it at school, I then decided to keep taking it throughout my school years until I finished school. And honestly, when I left school, that was just the one thing I wanted to be was just a graphic designer really I never really thought about anything else um, but yeah I just went for it and then I applied for a university and did my degree from there and following university I actually got a job at a retail property group and they managed quite a few shopping malls so that was a really cool first job I was there for about four years And I got to design everything from like the Halloween graphics, the Christmas graphics, like posters, signage, um, you know, billboards for the shopping mall. So that was a sick first job. Like I learned a lot. Um, And then I guess from there, my career kind of just took off and started. I mean, there was a lot of 
difficulties in the, along the way. But I think I'll do another episode about my full kind of journey and my story, the jobs I had and things like that, just so you guys can all get a good feel for it. <laughs> Next question. What inspired you to get into branding and packaging? Um, this is kind of an interesting question because throughout my career, for about the seven years before I owned Pink Pony, I didn't do a whole lot of branding and packaging. <gasps> I know, shocking, shock horror. Um, I just did like general graphic design. So it was more like layouts, digital graphic design, like web banners and social media graphics, posters. Um, I did like vehicle sign writage. I did like a couple of logos in my life and definitely you know, trialed some things and rolled out brands that were already created. But as far as creating a brand identity for businesses, yeah, I'd only ever really done one full one in my life prior to owning Pink Pony. And I kind of just like slipped into it. People just started inquiring, saying, hey, look, could you design me a logo? Um, And then I just would take on those jobs and slowly those logo designs then turned into more branding and I would do you know create all the supporting graphics and the assets and the full color palettes and the typography styling and it just stemmed from there so I've kind of been doing it professionally uh, full-time I guess for about three years now and then the packaging side of things that was the same so prior to owning Pink Pony I never really like dived into packaging delved dived (laughs) um and then I just got an inquiry and I took it on. I took the risk and I was like, yep, let's do it. Let's go. And then ever since then, I've just learned lots, done a lot of research um, and learned from my mistakes in terms of packaging. And yeah, I've, honestly, that's one of the best ways to learn is just to dive in, give it a go. You're going to screw up. You're going to fuck up. But you've just got to make those mistakes to then learn to be better, to improve yourself. Next question. What achievement are you most proud of in your career? Honestly, I think this would definitely be Adobe Max, just being selected to be a speaker, purely down for the reason that I never, ever, ever thought that that would be something I would get the opportunity to do or even be like noticed by Adobe. Like that never crossed my mind that I would be working with Adobe, who's like, you know, the biggest platform business within graphic design, really. Um that I'd be working with them on multiple things like going Adobe Max and doing these collabs with them on social media, even doing the Adobe Limes. Never imagined. I could go on about that all day, but um, that would definitely be the biggest achievement of my career. Next question. What's something that you do to keep yourself motivated? Ooh, this is a good one. I think my motivation has really improved when I started the business I've always been someone who's been very motivated um like growing up I did a lot of dance I was a horse rider for many years and like it taught me that you work hard to get the results you want and without that you're not going to get anywhere really so I think I've always kind of had it in me but it really started to like skyrocket when I started Pink Pony and I think it comes down to I'm the only one that's accountable here I'm the only one that can make my dreams happen make things happen every day if I give up or if I slow down it's gonna fall away like that is the reality of it and I think that's really what drives me and what keeps me motivated I mean the fact that I love what I do I love design there's obviously days where I don't like it and I'm feeling like uninspired and uncreative is that a word (laughs) this is me and my great English (laughs) um 
yeah, there's they, there's those days that you don't feel very good, but um, majority of the time, I just love what I do. I think it's also having big dreams, thinking of things that you want to achieve and taking those small steps to reach them and also celebrating the small steps can keep you motivated. Like don't be too hard on yourself. You see so many people out there that are so hard on themselves. I mean, I do it as well for sure, but there's try and flip your mindset into thinking and just celebrating the small things because that's going to help you keep motivated. And I was speaking with them, one of my clients actually, his name's Anthony Eichen. Um, he's a very great coach, you know, business mindset kind of man. And he said motivation actually comes from action. If you do something well and you, you know, receive great feedback or have a good result, that's going to keep you motivated. You can't just randomly get motivated out of the blue. You've got to do actions to keep yourself motivated think about it like this like if you wanted to run 10ks you're not going to be able to just run 10ks or you just the motivations to run 10ks isn't going to come out of thin air it's going to come from running 1k and and realizing that you can do that and then running 2k realizing that you can do that and then eventually you're going to build up and be able to run 10k amazing (laughs) and the last one actually speaking of running that keeps me motivated is exercise this if anything this just keeps my mind fresh clear and when I exercise I feel good I feel healthy and that really builds my motivation again I don't I don't want to say that I exercise like every single day of my life and I absolutely love it every day it's hard work um but yeah it keeps my mind fresh clear and ready for the day the next question how did you get into freelancing and what did you do to create your client base Um, So if you've been following me for a while, you'll for sure know my story. Um, I started a 100-day design challenge when I was feeling unmotivated and uninspired at my previous job. And I wasn't really, I was designing for one brand for two years in the same colors, the same fonts. So I was feeling very creatively drained. So I decided to do this 100-day challenge and didn't think it would turn into a business at all. And then from there, uh, when I started doing posting everything, people started inquiring and then I realized at one point well this could be something this could be a business Um, and then I set it up as a business and from there I haven't looked back Um, and then what did I do to create your client base there's also an episode on this um, third or fourth episode how to get clients so I'd highly recommend going to listen to that but this is for sure at first all about the people you know Um, the people within your network within your social your family your home life Those people are actually going to be so key for you to get those first clients. Um, And from there, it's just all about building social media, um, your newsletter subscriptions, um, continuing to do a good job so that people refer you. The next question actually ties in nicely with the previous one. How did you expand your network and have you collabed with anyone? Um, I expanded my network through doing a good job, I guess, and treating every client like they're my only client so that they refer me Um, and again social media obviously plays a huge part in this and growing your platform allows you to open up to new people and new opportunities. Uh, The part of the question have you collabed with anyone I actually don't really get this part of the question Um, I think what they mean here is have I collabed with other artists graphic designers uh, you know business owners to grow my network and actually thinking about it no But then again, I think Pink Pony wouldn't be where it is today if I didn't work with this client called 
um, Just Jess Bougie Bakery. So to give you a little bit of background, Just Jess, she was actually a a friend of mine, we used to horse ride together when we were like 12. We went to Pony Club together, super cute. Um, And she started a business, a bakery business, where she um, created cakes, donuts, lots of goodies. Um, And she kind of blew up on social media. um, And she had like 10K a couple of years ago, which is like awesome for a small business and she had a really like engaged audience people who liked her stuff like really liked her stuff and she knew about me as a graphic designer had been following my journey along a bit this was when Pink Pony had just started out Jess was probably one of my first like serious bigger clients I guess and Jess came to me and said hey look could we create this brand I would love these like little cute illustrations I want it to be pink she had the ideas but she just obviously didn't have the skills to follow through with it so she brought me on to create this cute branding with her for her if you don't know who she is go look her up on Instagram just Jess Bougie Bakery I still work with her today um, like three years later pretty much Um, she's an awesome client and she's now opened a shop but back then because of her audience even though it wasn't like crazy big because of her strong audience when I did this branding for her honestly like it it allowed me to grow so much I had people coming to me for so long for literally like two years following that people would come to me saying um I've seen your work that you did with Just Jess and I'd love branding you know in that in that way in that form um so I guess I haven't collabed with any like designers directly but in that way if you can find a client or someone out there who is going to help you allow you to expand your network get you in front of new people that's obviously going to help but I didn't actually realize or like I underestimated how big her reach was so I was really lucky to have her as a client um, because I really think Without her, the business wouldn't have grown quickly like it did, I guess. I mean, quickly for me. (laughs) Next question, do you do anything outside of this role to earn income? Uh, No, but within this role, I have a couple of branches, I guess, where I can bring in income. I've obviously got my, um, my business, my graphic design work, the client work, and then I've also got another branch of it, which is my online shop where I sell templates, and then there's another branch of it which is where I work with businesses um, through social media and do collaborations with them. Um, So I guess there's three parts to my business, which bring in three different types of income. The template side of it is definitely very passive now. Like I set them up probably at the start of last year and it definitely took me like a couple of days to actually set them up, create the work, create the templates, uh, get the shop up and running. But ever since then, honestly, I haven't touched it. And... Just to give you a little bit of insight and goss, because everyone always finds pricing and money interesting. Um, since the start of last year, which is when I kind of launched it, I've earned twenty-eight thousand US dollars, which is about forty-three thousand NZ dollars. And to be honest, where my business is at today, like that money is amazing. Because if we have a slower month through Pink Pony with client work. I know that I'm still going to be able to pay my staff because I've got this like backup of money that's coming in that's passive that I literally don't touch. So it's a great like little security blanket on top of our client work to know that I can like pay for my expenses, our rent and our shared office, pay my staff, etc. Sorry if you could hear my uh, washing machine in the background there. (laughs) All right, next question. What part of your career is least enjoyable? Oh, good question. Um... 
I had to stop the recording because I had to think about this. <laughs> uh, my the accounting side, <laughs> honestly, I don't understand it. I don't want to know about it. Like, really hate it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be the least enjoyable for sure. And I guess sometimes if there's something big that comes up in your business and you don't know what to do, you've got no one else to fall back on. But I kind of like that in a weird way because. Once again, it's like your own accountability. If you screw up, then that's on you. I actually had this discussion with someone the other day, a friend of mine. We were talking about work and um, I was saying that previously in my old jobs when I worked for other people and I had a boss, um, I would get really bad, like not really bad, but just like a little bit of anxiety and guilt and felt awful and was really hard on myself whenever I screwed up for someone else. But now, if I screw up for myself, I honestly just take it on the chin. I might be a little bit gutted like one night and then the next day I'll wake up and I'll feel a lot better about it. So I just turn that negative into a positive, but that's fine. (laughs) Um, The next question, what part of your career is the most enjoyable? I actually thought about this just yesterday because I had some really great feedback from some brand proposals we've sent through to clients and one client actually had no changes at all. And I was like... And like she was blown away and I was thinking like, wow, that is so cool when you send off a brand proposal, the client loves it and they're just like blown away and they're like, I'm so excited by this. This is everything I've ever wanted. Um, Like it must feel so good on the other side of it um, to look at design work or, you know, see your brand and your business come to life through someone else, through your own vision and someone else's. So I think that would have to be like one of the most enjoyable parts as well as actually connecting with people on social media now. And because of my audience and growing social media, I've been able to have these like really cool opportunities and meet new people. And that's next question. Where do you see yourself in five to 10 years? This is that question that everyone asks in damn interviews. And honestly, now as someone who employs people, I will never ask this question. Who the hell knows what they're going to be doing in five to 10 years? Like, sure, you can have a plan, a brief plan. I don't know. It's just, I don't enjoy the question. (laughs) Um, But let's see. I think, you know, I'm married now. In five to ten years, I'll hopefully have a kid. Um, You know, might have moved house, might also have a studio. Hopefully will have sold a couple of courses. Um, Hopefully the podcast is going well. Still doing my social media. Yeah, but I mean, I'm like really happy with where I am in my life at the moment. So it's not like I'm, I'm always looking for big things, but I'm so content with everything, which I feel very blessed and lucky for. So yeah, hopefully that was a good answer. (laughs) Next question. Have you ever done any other kind of jobs and what were they? Oh yeah. I mean, before, like during university, before I jumped into my first full-time graphic design job, I worked at a plant nursery. Um, I would ride the motorbike to the plant nursery every day because we lived on this farm and uh, it was really close to us. I'd ride like two k's down the road on this little motorbike to the plant nursery, pot like, I don't know, thousands of plants every day. (laughs) It was really fun. I actually loved it because I did it with my friends. Uh, A couple of other jobs I had, I was a um, waitress at a place and I hated it. It made me realize how hard being a waitress is and a bartender. Oh my lord, those people go through some shit. Uh, What else? I also did a job where um, this is actually further down in my career. I was actually like an art director for 
um, a big company called The Warehouse here. The Warehouse is almost like Walmart in America or Kmart, if you guys know what Kmart is. Um, yeah, I was like an art director for that. That was really fun. It was only a short-term role, um, so that was great. And we can't forget, for like five years of my life, I was a dance teacher as well. And that was actually during my first job of being a graphic designer. I was working full-time, and then I would also go after my full-time job and sometimes teach for like four hours. Oh my gosh, I look back on that time and I'm like, wow, I don't know how I did it. There were days I would be so tired that I would be like almost falling asleep in my desk. And then when it came to lunch, I would go and sit in my car and have a sleep (laughs) because I was so tired from working full time, going to dance, like teach dance for four hours after work. And I did that for probably three days a week. I don't know how I did that. No wonder I was tired. (laughs) And that's pretty much all my jobs. Um, The next question. Did you study design before you started working? And if so, what did you study and where? Uh, Yes, I did. I have a bachelor in graphic design and animation and I studied at Unitech. It's a polytech in New Zealand. Um, You know, just thinking about it, a lot of you might be overseas and will have no idea what a polytech is. And then I was thinking, what is a polytech? What the hell is a polytech? So I looked it up. So the difference between a polytech and a university is a polytech. A focus on applied learning is what sets a polytech university apart from a traditional university. Also known as experimental learning, it combines the in-depth students found at universities with practical technology-based skills training. So it's actually like way more skills-based. You're actually doing and learning like tips and techniques. So, I mean, it was great. It was awesome. There was, it could have been, it was three years, but it could have been reduced down to like one year. But we'll talk about that in another another episode, shall we? All right, on to the next question. How would a typical day look like for you? Oh, I like this one. Um, it's one of those things where you hear people go, oh, every day is different for me. Uh, every day is pretty much the same, <laughs> not going to lie. Um, but that's fine. I love what I do, so that's cool. Um, get up at 4.30. This is a good day. So I don't get up at 4.30 every day. We do this about three to four times a week. Um yeah, get up at 4.30 with my husband, we go to the gym at 5, uh, go to the gym for an hour, come home, get ready for work, uh, feed the cat, feed the dog, that fun stuff, um, and then go to work, I get into the office for 7, I love getting there super early, uh, go get my coffee, it just feels good, it's a good way to start, I'm feeling energized, feeling great, and then basically reply to emails, um, my girls will come in at about 8.30, um, talk to them about their daily tasks that they're ready to do, um, yeah, and then I just... In, in terms of my day, it can kind of mix up between like doing a few meetings, um, design work, admin. Yeah, and then I pretty much finish work at five, come home. Sometimes I'll do a couple of hours or one hour like later in the afternoon. But in the afternoon, now that we have a dog, we take him for a walk on the beach, um, cook dinner. Yeah, it's pretty much my day. That's my typical day. Nothing too exciting, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but that is the reality of it. But that's okay. <laughs> Guys, I've realized this is a longer episode, but I'm kind of here for the long episodes. Um, All right, next question. This is more about graphic design rather than my journey. What qualities should a good graphic designer have? Great question. I think you can be taught almost anything, but the things you can't be taught are motivation, time management, the ability to want to learn and be eager to learn, Those are the best qualities a designer could have. 
But in terms of, I'll break it down into skills that I also think a good designer should have. Something that I've seen a lot of is detail. The detail that you should have, um, just looking out for tiny things, whether it's alignment, um, you know, font sizing, spaces, like spacing within design. Um, those little bits of detail can take good design to great design. So focus on your detail of your work. Something else in terms of what I do, but I'm not saying every good graphic designer needs to do this, but within Pink Pony, we definitely have a huge illustrative side to all of our work, our branding. Um, we do do a lot of like illustration, not saying pen to paper, but just more like vector drawing, that kind of work. So I think like within Pink Pony, I do think that being an illustrator or having those skills is very important and honestly I was never like the best drawer in the world but when I got a Wacom tablet that just improved my drawing skills on my like illustrator by so much so if you're wanting to get more into drawing on vector like vector based art get a drawing tablet I can't even emphasize that enough. It's worth the investment. Trust me. It's going to also elevate your designs to the next level. Next question. I feel like I need a little sound in there for each question. <laughs> there could be one. And you never know. I might um, edit it in. In your years of experience, what's a skill you always use? I think once again, it's that drawing side, the illustrative side with what I do. I always use that side of um, design within my stuff now, like the illustrative style. Um, also, another thing, throughout my, univers my university, my graphic design career, um, layout design was a big part of my career in the beginning. And I use those skills all the time. And that's something I think that can be missed sometimes if you like just jump straight into branding. But knowing layout design is going to help your branding um, you're you know rolling out a brand immensely because you're going to have the ideas of like layout spacing um, you know the rule of thirds things like that you're going to be able to use that skill and push it out into other sides of graphic design next question are there any resources or websites you use to seek inspiration for sure a couple of my favorites just quickly um Behance, sometimes even go to Instagram now and like look at my favorite designers and Pinterest. And I know Pinterest is controversial because of university telling you not to look at Pinterest. No, no, I don't even know why they say that because Pinterest is freaking epic. Their like ability, I guess it's their algorithm to once you see an image you like and then it brings out more of those images is crazy. Like Behance doesn't do that, you know? So yeah, Pinterest, love it, here for it. Next question, what advice would you have for someone starting out in this career? Oh, a couple of things. Number one is back yourself. You can do it. This is the kind of career that you need years to perfect your skills and to get better. And we're always getting better. There's literally no one in the world who, you know, will be at their max potential of design. You can always get better and learn more so just back yourself and know that it's going to take time and be okay with that but just say to yourself I might not be good enough now or I might not be the best now but I'm going to be the best that's the spirit <laughs> some morning or afternoon motivation um, another one start your social media journey now 
whether it's Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, LinkedIn, whatever it is, just start it. Um, start posting your work. Don't get too hung up on yourself in terms of is my work good enough to post because as we talked about before, if it's not now, it's going to be one day. As a bonus, it's also really cool having your social media journey on there because you can actually see how far you've come. Like if I want a little boost of morale, a boost of um, motivation from myself, I'll go back to like the beginning of my Instagram and literally look at my work that I used to post. And I look at the fact and I look at it in a way that like, wow, look how far I've come. Look how much my skills have improved. Yeah, it's just an awesome way to keep yourself accountable and keep a little portfolio. Another one is just have fun and try not to take criticism personally. This took me so many years to actually get better at because in the first moments of my career, I really struggled when like the senior designer or like my boss came back to me with feedback. I mean, that's great because they taught me so much. That's their, that's their job to do. But I really struggled with it. And I thought like, I took it personally, basically. Try not to take it personally. Just think that this they're trying to make you better. Um, take it on board and improve it for next time, I guess. Oh, this question is a good one. What are the most prevalent or most significant challenges in your industry? I think, honestly, it would be design is so, I can't think of the word right now and it's going to bug me, but design is like, it's all on opinion. You know, there could be one person that thinks one thing is cool and the next thinks another thing is cool. It's like fashion is the same. You know, what I wear, someone else, it might be the most fashionable thing in the world, uh, but someone else might think it's shit. (laughs) So it's the same idea. And even like, I find there's some struggles within designing luxury. And I want to say this because I've recently been doing some projects and this has come up where we've been designing a luxury brand where it's chic. People's idea of luxury is so different between people Um, like you might find one person their idea of luxury is minimalism black and white stripped back and another person's idea of luxury is script fonts gold um, you know beautiful patterns so I mean that's the perfect example and I think that's where it can be challenging in our industry is just trying to appeal to the right people the right market for the brand Um, that's a hot topic actually I could talk lots about that I think I will. I'll do another podcast about it. All right, let's move it on. How are your ideas generated, developed, and produced? Um, where does creativity come from? Where do you start? That's an in-depth question, I have to say. A lot of questions within one question. Um, ideas, where are they generated? Honestly, like a lot of research. Um, just looking at research, mood boarding, even brainstorming. Like if I work with a brand, sometimes what I'll do is I'll, um, you know, if it's a pet brand, it's a dog brand they're selling dog treats I'm going to write down a list of everything that I can think of after learning a lot about the brand the discovery call I'll write down a whole lot of stuff about the brand I could say like you could go into dog treats dog food um paws bowls tails um like fetch like just write down anything that comes to your mind because that's actually going to help you generate some ideas um even when it comes down to like logo design you're then going to take some of those points and put them and push them across into your logo design. All right, the last bunch of questions is some juicy ones. 
They're actually like gender-based questions. All right, what is the best and worst thing about being a woman in a creative industry? I think the best thing would be now with social media, there's this huge community of people that are like the girl boss, the female boss, you know, the female CEO, and it's a really strong community. And I think that it can be really, really supportive. There's aspects of it where it can be broken down and, you know, people can put shame on others for doing well and things like that. But I I personally think that there's a lot of support from women to women um, online, which is awesome. Um, From what I've seen, I know people will have a different experience. And then the worst thing, I would say, I guess sometimes women can be underestimated with what they can do. Um, But I think once again, like in this day and age, we're kind of breaking the norms with so many different things. And I think that we're now learning that women can do things and can be a CEO or a leader or a prime minister or or whatever they want to be. They can do it. So I think, yeah, that's a really tricky one. Um, And I mean, from my personal experience within New Zealand, with what I've done with my career so far, I haven't had too much, too many issues with being a woman in my roles. The only thing I could say is all of my roles up to now, the CEOs, the managers, the directors, whatever, the owners of the companies that I've worked for, they're all men. I don't know what that has to say about businesses in New Zealand maybe. Maybe most of them are run by men. But again, also about the pay thing. This is always a big thing. Like, are women paid the same amount as men? Honestly, I have no freaking clue because I've never asked a man graphic designer what he earns. Um, so I have no idea if anyone can give insight on that. I would love that. Um, but yeah, it's just my experience. Do you think women get the recognition they deserve in the design industry? Once again, I think this is getting better. Um, I feel like I'm really well represented online, um, and in my industry. So I'm okay with that. Um, you know, having these opportunities with things like Adobe, um, you know, Adobe is very much a business that is inclusive and wants to be, well, this is what I think anyway, and my um, own experience with them has been, and they're very inclusive and they want to open up the space. They're creative, you know, they're all about be you, be different. So that's amazing. The next one as well, these are all hard questions. So see if like, if you're a woman in the industry, think about how you'd answer this, because I'd love to know what you think as well. Um, if you have ever led a project, did you experience resistance from men and how did you deal with it? No, because I've never led a project outside of Pink Pony. Like obviously now with owning the business, I always lead my projects. Great. Um, but within like my other jobs, I've never led a project. So unsure. (laughs) Uh, the next one, who are your female role models in the design industry? Oh, there's a few here. Um, definitely Abby Connick. I've just had her on the podcast. She was amazing. Um, even like Kenzie Green, she does an amazing thing with her business and her educating. Um, people like um, Alex from High Moon Studio is developing an app. Like she's amazing as well and really inspirational. I really look up to people who I personally can connect to. Um, and also people who aren't generally like at such a high reach that I feel like Yes, I mean, one day I could be them, but I like to look up to people who I really can feel I can be, I can do that one day. 
Um, so I don't like expand my network too wide, I guess. Um, and yeah, just people I can relate to is who I look up to as well. I think the best advice I could give would definitely be to understand that everything takes time and the way that like your skills are going to take time and don't be discouraged when you can't learn things in a night, in a month. It takes years. It's taken me like 10 years to be where I am today and I definitely know that I have so much more to learn and to discover. Another piece of advice would be that every interaction you have, whether it's university, your first job, or even in like personal social settings, those people you meet and make connections with could change the game for you. You never know where those people could lead you. They could be your first clients when you start freelancing or start a business. You know, they might, you might find that you collab with them down the track. Um, yeah, understand that the people you meet could have such a big impact on your career path. Um, so always put your best foot forward with whatever you do. That would be the biggest piece of advice, I guess. Hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. Keep listening to You Made It Where You Can Make It. Keep up to date on our Instagram and I will see you guys next time.